0: Welcome to Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series in the hospitality tabletop industry. Dave is the globally known chief evangelist and editor for TabletopJournal.com. This podcast was originally published on the week of June 3rd, 2019, and runs for approximately 22 minutes. A non-traditional journalist, Dave has spent nearly 30 years as a sales and marketing executive in the world of hospitality.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's Seat Yourself podcast, as you probably know by now, seat yourself as our 15 to 20 minute podcast on all things hospitality tabletop. And I'm your host, Dave Turner. Also, I know many of you are aware of this, but few first time listeners, we come to you from the Tabletop Journal studios here at the edge of the Canton and Greektown areas in the beautiful city of Baltimore, here on America's East Coast. In last week's episode, we sped through a brief recap of what we saw at this year's NRA show that we thought you might find interesting. And this week, we'll go a little deeper along with our regular news items. And of course, we'll have the one, the only, Shannon Talon joining us for her 60 Seconds with Shannon segment. In this week's segment, Shannon tackles the issue of emerging new products and emerging new categories for Tabletop, along with categories that she'd like to see eh, maybe just a few more new products from. So that's it. It's great getting back to our normal routine, but just like you, we've had a long week of show follow-up and we're still working our way through it all. So with all of that, Let's get this week's edition of Seat Yourself started. And of course, here at Seat Yourself, we always start with our stat of the week. This week's stat is 15.3 million. That's the number of people projected to be employed in the U.S. restaurant business in 2019, according to the National Restaurant Association. That number represents one out of every 10 working Americans. Additionally, the restaurant industry in the U.S. is expected to add another 1.6 million jobs over the next decade, with employment reaching 16.9 million by the year 2029. Needless to say, the restaurant business is an important, you might even say critical, industry here in America. Oh, and another interesting fact nearly one in three Americans got their first job experience in a restaurant. With restaurants being our nation's top employer of teenagers, one in three employed teenagers, work in a restaurant. Restaurants in America also employ more women managers than any other industry. The same is true when it comes to minority managers. And finally, when it comes to the guests, 9 in 10 Americans say that they enjoy going to restaurants, with 75% saying that dining out with family and friends is a better use of their leisure time than cooking and cleaning up. Opportunity, experience, economics, it all comes in America's restaurant industry. Indeed, the restaurant industry is important, not only in America, but around the world as well. So that is our stat of the week: 15.3 million. The number of people employed in the restaurant industry here in America. In an early news story this week, here's what we hope will turn into a very good, good news story. We reported earlier that the Belgian glassware producer Durabor had two possibilities for being purchased. One, was from a local glass decorator willing to purchase just the decoration capabilities portion of the company. And another buyer, who preferred to remain anonymous, was described as being from the Gulf States region. Well, according to the Belgium newspaper ECHO, an agreement has been reached with the anonymous party. This is a party that the newspaper describes as, quote unquote, a sovereign state of the Persian Gulf in partnership with a private company specializing in this type of project. The chairman of the local economic development company described the effort and was quoted by the ECHO as saying, combined with a major investment plan and tooling, this project is based on a long-term strategy whose ambition is to make Durabor a world leader in its sector. And while there's still very few details being made public, according to the newspaper, the prospective buyer has agreed to finance half of the cost of a temporary shutdown of the glass furnace. The goal will be to restart after a month or so, with further details still being worked out. This initial investment is being taken as a sign of seriousness by both the local governments and the trade unions. We shall see, but we have been big fans of the Durabore product range, and we hope that somehow it will continue. Certainly for the employees and the customers, we hope for the very very best outcome and a resumption of the production of the Durabore product range. As more details become available, We'll bring them to you. And in more news out of Europe, this morning it was announced that BHS Tabletop, the owning group of Bauscher, Schoenwald, and Tafelstern brands, would be making a change at the top. Longtime CEO Christian Strudman, who has been responsible for corporate strategy, marketing, and sales divisions, will step down from his position at the end of July in an agreement with the supervisory board of the company. The controlling shareholder, the Serafin Group, plans to propose to the Supervisory Board to nominate Gerhard Schwalber as successor to Mr. Strutman from September 1st onward. Strutman has been a member of the Board of Management since 2008, a spokesperson since 2011, and CEO of BHS Tabletop AG since 2012. During Strutman's time, the company continued on a successful economic path, the product portfolio was diversified, and the sales structures were internationalized further. Significant investments were also made, and BHS Tabletop AG positioned itself as a more modern employer. Meanwhile, Schwalber, who is 52 years old, brings with him years of leadership experience in international business in the areas of commerce and consumer goods, most recently at Nestle. Mr. Strootman will be on hand in an advisory capacity to help Mr. Schwalber settle in. The Board of Management and the Supervisory Board expressed gratitude to Mr. Stroopman for his tireless commitment, years of loyal service, and in particular, his significant contribution to the successful development of BHS Tabletop. Best wishes to Christian Stroopman. He's a good man and a good leader, and he's done a great job over at BHS. And In our next news story this week, Darden Restaurants is set to announce its fiscal 2019 fourth quarter earnings later this month, and we're looking forward to hearing of those results. This more or less 1,700-unit operator continues to do so many things right. With powerhouse brands like Olive Garden, Capital Grill, Longhorn Steakhouse, Seasons 52, ADVs, Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen, and a couple of others, Darden c- continues to simply roll forward increasing sales quarter after quarter. And while they're doing that, Darden employs 180,000 people and serves nearly 400,000 guests each year. Oh, and did I mention that they buy a lot of permanent tabletop products? In a time when traffic counts are generally flat or declining, and at a time when all restaurants are under assault from nearly every corner, it's nice to see this publicly traded giant continue to set a great standard for the rest of the industry to follow. Last year, in an investor call, Darden CEO Gene Lee spotlighted their Olive Garden chain in particular and spoke about the change strategy for success. Quote unquote, Flawless execution of the guest experience and continued simplification in our restaurants. Craveable. Don't you just love that word, craveable? I love it. Craveable Italian food and beverage that appeals to our loyal guests. And marketing that reaches the right target at the right time on the right channel with the right message. And our ongoing commitment to improving convenience for our guests by focusing on the off-premise experience. Lee also spoke about reducing promotions in the Olive Garden chain that has allowed chains manager, the chain's managers to focus on execution and driving guest satisfaction. Amazing. All this done while enhancing the brand overall rather than spending money on various promotions that are here today and gone tomorrow. I love the idea of simplifying and improving execution against the customer experience. I'm thinking more companies, even companies within the tabletop industry, could benefit from that approach. Darden restaurants, big and getting bigger, not through promotional gimmicks, but through having a sound business plan and executing it better and better with the goal of improving the guest satisfaction in each and every one of its 1,700 plus stores. When Darden announces its financial results later this month on June 20th, we're guessing they're going to be in a very strong position versus many in the restaurant industry. Well done, Darden. Oh, and did we mention that they buy a lot of permanent tableware? Congratulations to those of you who may be a vendor partner to this high-performing multi-brand operator. And in our final news story, well I realize that many of you were with me in Chicago and may not even want to think about another trade show right now, but you do realize that the Host Milano show in Milan, Italy is right around the corner, right? That's right. One of the world's very best hospitality shows is set for October 18th through the 22nd in Milan, Italy. That's Host Milano. With more than 2,100 exhibitors spread across more than 14 separate buildings along with 188,000 industry professionals from over 177 countries, this show is spectacular. The Host Milano Show is the place to be in October if you are in any way involved in the hospitality or restaurant world. There's one complete building of just tabletop and plenty of American exhibitors and plenty of American attendees. Host Milano also has an aggressive hosted buyer program, so if you're wondering if your customers will be here, you should just probably assume they will be. The dates are October 18th through the 22nd in Milan, Italy, one of the world's best cities. And if you register before June 30th, there are reduced prices for your entry badges. Host Milano, where hospitality meets business. For more information or to go to register, go to hostmilano.com. We look forward to seeing you there.
0: Now 60 Seconds with Shannon, where Dave sits down with Shannon Talon of Edward Don and Company and asks the question of the week. This week, Shannon talks about the new products and categories that she is seeing in the industry.
1: Hi, everybody. We're back here with Shannon Talon, the Rockstar category manager for tabletop and buffet wear at Edward Don and Company out of Chicago. And Shannon, the question of today is there seem to be many new product categories and product types emerging in almost every area of food service. What are some of the new products in tabletop or buffetware category that you see emerging? And are there categories you'd like to see
2: more products but really don't yet? Well, it's a great question, uh, Dave. You know, there definitely has been such a pro- proliferation of subcategories and unique products. I mean, we've talked a lot about how operators in uh, in the tabletop and buffet space are constantly looking to differentiate themselves. Um, and that need, that demand has driven a lot of the new product development uh, and uh, category development that we've seen the manufacturers and suppliers undertake. And so it's really about... Uh, Uh, What are the from my perspective, it's what are the uh, unique items, what are the unique shapes, profiles, and widgets that the uh, manufacturing community can bring to market that differentiate people's tabletops and buffets. I think, in particular, we've seen it in the tabletop accessory category, or what we call table service. There's just a lot of cool uh, vessels um, for whether it's appetizers, uh, bread service, center of the table type of applications that we're seeing in tabletop. So I think that that Tabletop accessory, table uh, top, um, uh, table service items. Excuse me, have really uh, grown in recent years as manufacturers look to, to launch items that have a lot of personality um, and bring uh, a lot of uh, almost a conversation piece or uh, you know a show stopping element to their tabletop, even if it's something as small as a unique bowl or again, a unique serving vessel that, that makes uh, customers or consumers stop and say, wow, that that's really cool. Or they see something being brought to the table uh, at a table across the way at a restaurant. And they're like, man, I want to order that off the menu because it's in such a cool uh, serving piece. So I agree. We've definitely seen a lot of that. I don't know that there are Gap, huge gaps that that we're necessarily seeing. It's just that our, our customers and uh, operators throughout the industry they want to see product that's new, different, and unique. But I think the the key element there is that it's got to it's got to match from an operation standpoint. It's got to be operationally logical. It's it can look great, be really funky. Be that that conversation piece. But if it if over time, it's really not the right fit because it either um, is challenging to clean or it's challenging to store or or whatever the case may be, um, that's where it you know, those products sometimes are dead in the water. So as long as it's something unique and different, but also makes sense operationally, that's where we see suppliers have a home run.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing that we love about tabletop today. And we've been saying it for a while is that tabletop is this is the greatest time ever for tabletop because it's, it's whatever you can imagine it to be is what tabletop is today. Uh, but keeping in mind just what you said, it also has to be practical for the back of the house and all of the considerations as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now, here's Dave with more on the latest products and news inside of the tabletop and hospitality sector.
1: And in product and brand news this week, Among all the great companies and terrific products we saw at the Chicago show, I can't begin to tell you how good it was to see the team at Anchor Hocking as they returned and made their solo debut as Anchor Hocking Food Service. Most everyone I know loves a comeback story. I know we certainly do. And this is a company that has a lot of people cheering for it. As a part of the Oneida Group LLC, yes, it's a little confusing, but not so much once you really think about it, the Anchor Hocking brand is back in food service with totally new management, and in fact, many of the same leaders from the experienced team that has led this legacy brand so well previously. They're now all back together. In addition, they brought in a couple of industry veterans to be the face of the new Anchor Hawking food service effort. 25 year industry and glassware veteran, Frank Biller has been brought in as national sales manager. And here's what Biller had to say. Our team is laser focused on supporting our food service industry partners and meeting their glassware needs. Biller, along with well-known industry veteran David Al Gore, are heading up the renewed Anchor Hawking food service sales effort. And according to Al Gore, we look forward to reestablishing Anchor Hawking's historical heritage for being a superior, trusted supplier and partner with reliable service and durable, cost-effective products. The company has also brought back President and Chief Sales and Marketing Officer Bert Felice. And we had a chance to speak briefly at the show with Felice, and he said... Quote, unquote, as we grow our experienced, market savvy team, our first order of business is returning to our historically high levels of service and performance. Said Felice in his quiet, understated way. Bird added, we intend to continue to build this portfolio with new innovation to meet the growing needs of our customers and trends in the industry. We are highly focused on the food service channel. We've manufactured and sold glass for over 110 years. We know what we're good at and we intend to return to those roots and do it even better than before. The revitalized Anchor Hocking Food Service product portfolio has everything from barware and beer pilsners to storage and display jars. Earlier this year, Anchor Hocking announced their intention to increase their glass manufacturing capacity to increase the size of their food service portfolio and add new product innovation to their hospitality offering. Best wishes to the entire team at Anchor Hocking Food Service. You can learn more by going to their new website AnchorHawkingFoodService.com And in other product news, we still remain impressed with a Corel Dinnerware product we saw at the NRA show last week in Chicago. The return of the Corel brand to the food service sector is a great thing. For decades, this brand, and the product itself really, the brand was a trusted name in many segments of the food service industry. And full disclosure here now, I spent some time with this product earlier in my career, and I can tell you firsthand how much the customers back then really, truly loved it. And for certain applications and settings, there are few products better than the commercial versions of the Corel Dinnerware product. But like lots of brands, the Corel brand lost its way and changed ownership several times. And now, under the watchful eye of food service tabletop industry veteran Terry Coleman, I'm excited to see where this brand will go.
3: Again, here's what Terry told us at the Chicago show. Okay, we're talking about uh, Corel Dinnerware, which is made in Corning, New York. It's been around since the early 60s it's a uh, incredible product it's a three-layer glass laminate product that's also tempered there's nothing like it anywhere in the world as a matter of fact our corning plant is the only factory that can make it Uh, makes a lighter thinner whiter product so durable that we offer a five-year breakage warranty which is revolutionary because most companies offer some variation of a chip warranty but this is actually a breakage warranty quite simply if it breaks we will, we will uh, replace it. So it's a perfect option for healthcare, cruise lines, casinos, hospitality, of course, uh, education, you name it. Uh, it. It really fits the gamut of food service. So we're really excited. We've added some new items, some, uh, some new patterns. We've got a new memory care pattern that's, that's got a red line around the inside edge. Of course, people, people know that that stimulates appetite and it gives the patient a target for the food. So uh, we're very excited. Uh, again, a product's made in uh, Corning, New York. It's stocked in uh, Greencastle, Pennsylvania and available through all the major distributors.
1: Now with expanded shapes and items, for instance, they've got two sizes of great looking divided plates. With new decor and designs and an ability to make custom decorations for their clients, the new Corel food service brand seems back and better prepared for success than ever before. And I mentioned this last week, What might be something of a game changer in our industry, Corel Food Service has backed the product with a breakage warranty versus a chippage warranty that most everyone else has. Terry and his team also have several other lines under the Corel Food Service banner. They have a great lineup of both Pyrex and Corningware cookware products, along with Chicago cutlery knives and snapware back of the house containers. So congratulations to everyone on the team at Corel Food Service. We wish them the very best as they reemerge and reinvigorate the Corel brand within the food service sector. You can learn more about Corel Food Service and their other brands by going to CorelBrandsFoodService.com. And finally, when it comes to the NRA show, you can always expect a certain amount of excitement from the folks at Steelite International. From big announcements to fresh new product launches, Steelite rarely disappoints, and this year was no exception. Among the announcements and new products from Steelite, There were several that truly impressed us. And if you were in attendance at the Chicago show, I certainly hope you had a chance to see Steelite's new Adelaide Dinnerware, a new creation from the team at Robert Gordon Pottery out of Australia. This dinnerware is definitely a stunner. A very traditional reactive glaze look that, well, in my opinion, is destined to be an instant classic. The new Adelaide Dinnerware collection from Robert Gordon and Steelite consists of three distinctly different reactive glaze finishes on uniquely embossed porcelain plates, bowls, trays, and other accessories. First up is Birch with its crackled glaze effect. Birch is fired three times in order to achieve the glossy, translucent, creamy white glaze that it has and with a little bit of natural clay body showing underneath. Next up is Juniper. Juniper is a dynamic light blue hue in a satin finish. And finally, there's hickory. Hickory is a warm yet subtle addition to the overall mix with a glossy texture. All three finishes include dark brown reactive glaze edges and embossments for an incredible color contrast, ultimately framing your food presentations just the way you want them to be framed. Adelaide from Robert Gordon Pottery. Once you see it, you will remember it. And so will the guests who dine in your restaurant. The new Adelaide dinnerware will be rolled out on a staggered schedule throughout the remainder of the year. And while you may have to wait a short while to get yours, you won't mind at all once you start plating your food presentations on it. Once again, Adelaide from Australia's Robert Garden Pottery and Steelite International. For more information, go to Steelite.com. Well, that's it, everybody. That wraps up today's Seat Yourself podcast. I want to thank Shannon Talon for joining us. And of course, I especially want to thank you, our listeners, for joining in today. And finally, I want to thank the Edward Don and Company for sponsoring in part this episode of Seat Yourself. Edward Don and Company, everything but the food for nearly 100 years. This is Dave Turner, and we'll see you next time. But always remember, tabletop matters.
0: That concludes this week's edition of Dave Turner's Seat Yourself podcast series. Check us out at SeatYourselfPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at Seat underscore Yourself underscore. For more information and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, be sure to check out TabletopJournal.com or email Dave at DT at TabletopJournal.com. And don't forget, please subscribe, rate, and review.